What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So glad that you're here. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to get inspired, to get encouraged, to get equipped, to get empowered, to get some practical wisdom straight from the word that you can apply in your life. I'm so glad you're here. I'm proud of you. This is hard work. It's often work that is not celebrated and likely you're doing an amazing job. And I'm so honored to have you here. I find this a great, great privilege that I do not take lightly to be able to be able to share this information with you guys. So thank you for being here, for supporting, for rating the podcast five stars, for leaving a review. It's truly how I can continue to get messages out to you for free (laughs) and continue to be a blessing. So thank you for your support. It means the world. And I'm just so glad that this podcast is blessing you. And I will continue to be excellent in, in bringing you content that serves you. All right. So today I am doing just that. We have a beautiful interview with Jeannie. And it is such a beautiful interview where we're able to sit down and talk about raising her confidently. Jeannie so graciously shares her story with her own mother, her story that led her to God, how she now has raised her daughter confidently to allow her to go off on her next adventure and be ready for that. And it's such a beautiful interview because we don't realize what a gift it is to have a mother that is that invested, that is that present, that is that vulnerable, that is that willing to do the work to really be a present, engaged parent that can empower you to be a force in the world. Not everyone's promised that. Not everyone gets that. And that's truly a gift. And a lot of times we suffer because of not having that. So this is going to truly be a great interview. If you are not a mother, by no means does that not mean that you can't get valuable information from this. You absolutely can. If anything else, it will teach you just to be your number one role as a daughter in Christ, right? Or a son in Christ. It'll also help you understand women if you're a man, right? Or how to raise your daughter if you're a single parent, right? There's so much value that you can get here. So I just encourage you to listen all the way through. Also want to share, we are in the midst right now of a three-day challenge called Breaking Free from drama addiction. Now, I know when you hear the word addiction that you probably already have a negative connotation to that word. Even when you hear drama, you're probably like, Psh, that ain't me, <laughs> right? But usually we all, to some degree, are drama kings and drama queens, and we all have addictions to some degree to stress. The world is programmed, primed, wired for it. We're candidates for it, and that's not stopping anytime soon. But we are not designed to live in constant stress. We are not designed to live in constant states of crises and chaos. It actually is what brings dis-ease to our life. It brings disorder, which brings disease. And it's a big problem. And we don't know how to be healthy on the inside. And we can't get our outsides healthy if that is the case, right? So when we're unhealthy, things connected to us become unhealthy as a byproduct. So this challenge is super informative. We talked about what drama addiction is and is not. And we talked about what this looks like for someone directly experiencing it and for somebody observing it. We talked about where this comes from and the somatic effects of that, like how that literally manifests in your body, in your life. And we're also going to talk about how you heal from this, how you recover from this, how you actually have sustainable lifestyle practices so that you don't fall into this. Okay, so this is a challenge worth plugging into and even catching all the replays. You can catch them inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. And the bundle is kind of what it sounds like. There are tons (laughs) of relevant topics because every single month we do a 60-minute masterclass and we do a three-day challenge every month. And we also load the bundle with guest interviews. So you get instant access to everything that we have covered. You get to watch the replays on demand. You get access to the notes. You can continue to ask questions on the content. And you get to be a part of every live upcoming masterclass and challenge. You just get instant access to it. 
you can just RSVP, join. If you can't be live, you get the replay automatically. No worries. So you get all of this when you enroll in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So you can try it for a couple of days for free and then plug into that. Essentially, your personal development is 50 cents a day. I just want you to think about that. If you don't have 50 cents to invest in your spiritual growth and personal development, might there be a priority mix up there? Like you definitely deserve that for sure. Investing yourself is the best gift you can give yourself. The bundle currently is $197. I promise you it won't stay that way. So if you really want to benefit from live training and coaching, get yourself plugged in there. Go to www.courageco.org. All right, let's dive into this interview with Jeannie. Jeannie, welcome to God's Vibes. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be speaking with you today. Um, Thank you. I'm honored to be here as one of your guests. Yes, I'm so glad you're here. And I would love for you to share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm Jeannie Baldomero. And as Juliana just mentioned, I am a, a host of Raising Her Confidently. It's a podcast where moms, I speak to moms of teen tween girls and help them create open communication with them. I'm also a mom of three. I have two young adults and a senior who I just said goodbye to. And we can talk about that later <laughs> as, we, as we talk a little bit more. Yes. Um, I'm, also, I'm also a mom mentor for moms of teen tween girls because I believe in helping moms help their daughters live in their true identity. Yes, this is so, so good. And I, so I am somebody that's adopted. I don't know if you know that about me, right? But I can only see the value too of being able to mentor those that are adopting or those that are foster parents. Like there's a huge need there too. So I don't know if you specifically do that, but I'm like, just want to highlight that that is an area (laughs) that could be blessed by your influence for sure. Right. I'm open to all moms for sure. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So tell me a little bit about your God journey. Like, were you raised in the church? Have you always had a relationship with God? What does that look like for you? How has that evolved? So, you know, I actually was raised Catholic in a Catholic church. I went to a Catholic school from elementary all the way up to high school. I'd say I knew who Jesus was. Uh, I knew what religion has taught me about the Bible and what was in the Bible, Honestly, I wouldn't say I had a relationship like I do now with Christ and truly understanding what it what it is to live fully in his freedom. Uh, It wasn't until I was an adult with two young boys. We had sent them. We wanted something different for our kids. We we had sent them to a Christian preschool and they kept talking about chapel And we're like, what's this chapel? And he's like, Jesus loves me. He loves me. And I'm like, wow. Right? They both were saying, (laughs) these are like three and four-year-olds telling us, schooling us on on Jesus and how much they love him with a zeal that I've never seen before. And so it was enough to impact my husband and I to want to go check out the church they were going to. to What is this chapel? How do we get in? Exactly. What is this? Cha- I want a piece of chapel. Let me in. Right. And so that's how we started our true relationship with Christ was through our kids, our boys at the time. We didn't, we didn't have our daughter yet. And okay. it was through this preschool that they opened up this new, new door for us and really having a true relationship with Christ. So that was our journey. Um, I grew up in a military immigrant family. Uh, they wanted the best for me, which is why they sent me to Catholic school. Um, They felt like that was the best way for my values to be developed. But it wasn't until I think eighth grade where the, the, the military family is pretty rough. You know, you're basically living with a single parent, which was my mom. She -hmm. wore the pants of the family. And it was always hard when my mom and dad came back together after deployment, because it was hard to shift roles for them. Right. And to embrace you know, the, the, the dynamics in the family. And so I think at 13, I should say not think, but I know at 13, that is where all my frustration, anger paired with, you know, adolescent hormonal changes, it just blew up in everyone's faces. I was, I became this rebellious girl that didn't want to listen to my dad at all. Like, who are you to talk to me? You weren't in my life. And my mom who tried her best didn't know how to deal with me, didn't have the community, kept everything in and just hope for the best for me. 
and it just backfired on her as well. Um, and you know, it was just a hard time for both of us in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit about me. <laughs> so was it, cause that's also like a huge identity building time for you too at 13. Right. So like, is it like, Oh, well, I'm not going to really respect or listen cause you're going to be gone anyway. So like, why should I listen in this like little window that you're here? Or it's like, you know what I mean? Like mom is doing all of this anyway. Like what was going on inside of you? Do you know at the time? Oh, yes. It was more like you weren't a part of my life for so long. And all of a sudden you're you're putting the hammer down on me because he was very strict and old school. Okay. Uh, and that was a way he was raised as well. And so yeah. that's the only, only way he knew how to parent. And so trying to parent 13 year old me like I was five wasn't working. Yeah. And it it really built this huge wall or I built this huge wall to anything my dad tried to do um, with me, for me. And I refused to understand why he wanted to do it because we didn't have that relationship. Yeah. My mom, on the other hand, was juggling so much that sometimes, well, we didn't even have that relationship even when we saw each other yeah. <laughs> because she was busy doing all the things, trying to survive, raising the family, two kids. And I was oldest. She, she relied on me to be basically the mom to my brother. Yeah. Um, and, and so it was me raising myself with a lot of high expectations. And I think as a 13-year-old, wanting independence from all of this, I was a little bitter about having her put that on me already at a young age. Right. And so yeah. it all came out, right? And um, and then I know my probably like, cause I'm already sensing how that's like led you in a miraculous way to the work that you're doing today. But like both of you not knowing how to communicate, right? Oh, like you're yes, both kind of yeah. like trapped in like your own survival mode in a way. Do you know what I mean? Cause in some it, way too, like you probably intuitively knew that like that role was needed, whether she like gave it to you prematurely or not, like it was just a gap, you know what I mean? And you filled it. Yes, it was a gap that was, yeah, that was not filled by who needed to fill it. Yeah. Um, I know she, I knew she loved me. I, and I know looking back, she did the best she could. Yeah. She just didn't have the support as to how to reach to me, especially when I didn't want to be reached. I, yeah. you know, I, I basically told her, don't talk to me. I can raise myself. My friends have more influence than you do, you yeah. know, and. Yeah. And the reason why is because of relationship, you know, and that was a big communication gap between me and my mom was how do we learn to communicate where I understood she heard me and she understood that I trusted her, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And that's clearly a different generation in time too. So you were even like battling that also. Oh yes. Yes. Because the way she was raised is completely different by even... I wouldn't say it's American culture because it's a generational culture. I think yeah. uh, where in generations past, it was adults hung out with adults, kids hung out with the kids and there was no communication between the two. And once you became a teenager, it was either you're an adult and it was a little too late. I mean, it's like the relationship between the adult and the teenager was not even there because there wasn't anything built, right? Relationship is built over time and consistency. And it's not like a door you just auto automatically open and say, hi, I'm in your life. And now you can talk to me. <laughs> right. Like zero transition. It's just like you've arrived. <laughs> you've arrived. And it's like, as the person receiving that you're, you're just, I don't know how to receive this because for a long time you told me no and how I haven't felt heard. And all of a sudden you want to hear me. You know, it's very confusing. Right. Know? Yeah. So how does one go from like that 13 year old self? Like what started happening after that? Right. Cause you had been raised in a Catholic school, right? So you got a lot of training and now you're just frustrated and overwhelmed with life. Like, how do you get beyond that? What started to happen? Oh, I think experiencing life myself. Um, I have to say I'm not a person, I'm an imperfect person, but I would have to say I did a lot of things that has shaped me. And I think looking hindsight, you know, I didn't have a relationship with, with God the way I do now. Yeah. Looking hindsight, I see all the little crumbs that he has placed me, right? Um, yeah. I would walk off the path and get this, you know, like, it's not even a rod. It's a rod that gets me back on. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot of lessons learned that led me to Christ and what he really wanted 
for me. Um, I think it wasn't until becoming a mom myself that I knew that things needed to change. I knew that what I was deciding for myself wasn't working because it was just too hard. You know, it was too hard. And I knew life didn't have to be this hard, right? I know that a life of Christ, you will have trouble, but you have that peace, that supernatural peace and freedom knowing that this isn't it, right? And so before having this true relationship with Christ, I always felt like it was my control, my decision, my path that led to the consequences or even the achievements that were laid out. Right. And, you know, it's, it, you being a, being a Christ follower, you see, you open your eyes and you're like, wow, how good has God been to keep my guardrails up where I don't fall off so way off that I don't even see him anymore. You know what That's I mean? So good. it was amazing. Yeah. And, and as a, how I stemmed out from the 13 year old genie is because I never really had the guidance. I had my Catholic school upbringing and I knew that there was a God that loved me. But at the same time, I also felt like I'm the one in control because I was always given that responsibility. Right. Right. And That's a hard thing to break, right? Like it, did that guide your pursuits too? Like when you could leave the house, like what started to happen when you were like out on your own? Oh, I think I knew when when I was out on my own, like I was saying, is that there had to be something else that this couldn't be the life that that was meant. You know, it was always something missing. That would I that's what I would always say. There's always something missing. I just didn't know what it was. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. When it was your like first like, uh-huh, like here's what it was. Was it all the way when you had your boys, or were there things that led up to that? I, I don't recognize them until up to where my boys were. So it was, it, it was, it was kind of like the, we knew we wanted our kids to go to a preschool, but we also didn't want them to go to a regular preschool. We wanted them to go to a Christian preschool. And yeah. of course it had to have, there needed to be this urge of why we were going to this Christian preschool yeah and it was just innate feeling that we wanted something better we wanted something good for our kids right and we've always wanted something good for our kids until it was faced until we started getting closer to Christ you know getting into scripture that we knew that in order for you to want things for your kids you got to do it for yourself right are you doing it yourself because if you're not you can pray I put in air quotes because you know, you can pray and want this for your kids, but if you're not showing it yourself, they're not going to know what it means. That's you know? It. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. Okay. So <laughs> we have to know what happens when you go into this chapel, right? Cause this is when things change for you. So what happens when you go? Yes. Yeah. So, we, so it was, so for me, chapel was like the small room, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a huge auditorium. So the the church that we go now has always been the church that we came to Christ in. Oh wow! And it's a it's a huge community church in our in our community, and it was this auditorium. They were playing live music, contemporary Christian music. I'm used to the organ. I'm used to hymns and just the choir singing. Yeah. And my husband and I looked at us and we're like looked at each other. <laughs> we're like, what? are they playing what is this music we're at a concert right now I know seriously like am I allowed to dance (laughs) I love it yeah and my husband is a big musician so he instantly loved it he was hooked from the moment we came in and I felt this overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit I recognize it as the Holy Spirit now and just inviting inviting us to draw closer to him because this is it's like the time he was waiting for us to come in, you know, and how awesome is it that we, we recognize the music first. And it's almost like it is, it's almost like a party. Like there you are, there you are. Here's the music. Let's go. You know, so like I knew there was more, (laughs) I knew there was more exactly. And we knew the instant that we came in that this was what was missing. You know, we came in a time where our life was just, a mess in different areas. And that's why we felt we needed something more. And we knew this was the piece. I always say when we, uh, our first growth group, 
um, you know, Jesus is the glue that kept our marriage together. You know, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but just, you know, relationally, it's Jesus that was the glue to everything in our life. It was, he was a missing piece. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. So good. I love, <laughs> I love. So at this point, right now, now you're hooked. You found the more. How did that lead into what you do today? Oh, goodness. So, you know, I, the reason why we came into, you know, the church was because we wanted more for our kids, right? We were but I parents. love too that what you just said too, like you had this beautiful moment where you come in there and you both recognized it together. Yes. Like, I love that yeah. for you both. And I love that in the story that it's like, it's not just one person felt Holy Spirit. It's like, you both felt it together and were like, oh yeah. Yeah. this is the thing. So I just love that. I wanted to reflect that back. Oh, thank you. And it, it, it truly is. It's tr- truly a depiction of the triangle, right? It's, yeah. it's God up, up top that connects. And, and because we both felt at the same time, it connects us. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's kind of how you know your church home though. Like, so if anyone was ever on like the fence, it's like your spirit, like the baby and you will kind of leap. Do you know what I mean? Like it'll recognize though, that this is the place I feel it, whether it's God bumps for you, whatever happens, like if you wanted to start randomly dancing, like it's okay. Like whatever it is, like, this is kind of how, you know, your church, right? Like it's not going to be church quote unquote, as usual. It's going to definitely be like, there's more happening here than meets the eye. Exactly. Exactly. I feel this connection, instant connection within the community and the, in the church community. Uh, What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) The question is, um, so how did that lead into the work that you're doing today? Because it started really like tired or birth there in a different, because I personally believe like whenever you actually like run into the more, which is Jesus, right? Then he's like awakening your creativity. He starts unlocking your passion. He starts giving you a whole new vision that you're like, whoa, like, where was that? I was not even tracking with that before. So I'm curious what it looked like for you. (laughs) So I, I am a teacher by trade. So I graduated, I I was an educator, decided to stay home because of the kids and my instant, uh, where I wanted to gravitate as far, as far as serving was in children's ministry. Okay. And I worked my way, right. And I worked my way up both my, both my husband and I found ourselves in youth ministry after that. Okay. This is like the last place we wanted to be, but we found ourselves several years later in youth ministry because our kids were growing up into youth ministry. And I decided, you know, one way to stay involved because I feel it was a non-negotiable. And this is one of the points I will be talking about. It was a non-negotiable for our family to attend service, go to church together. And for me to be involved in my own daughter's life was to be a growth group leader yeah. for girls. And I was with this group of girls from fifth grade all the way up to sophomore year and invested my time with them. And how this came about where, with what I'm doing now is um, I noticed that moms were having the same problems and struggles that they, that my mom had with their daughter wow. and wanted to understand how to connect them better, how to grow their faith better. And a lot of times it was not me doing the work for them. It was, how can I help you connect better with your daughter so that they can see you're, you're the woman in their life, right? You're going to be the role model in their life. So I think it's, it's best to shape, train, mentor you to help your daughter because you're going to do the same for her. And I did this one study. It was called Identity by Brooklyn. She's actually a local here in San Diego. Shout out to her. But oh she <laughs> she wrote this uh, study on identity, and it breaks down, you know, your your core of what is your focal point of where you're coming. Keep on coming back to to how God is shaping you in your life. And oh. for me, it was always back to my 13 year self. 13 year old self, the things that I struggle with, even now, you know, even today stems back to my 13 year old self. Yeah. And I, I was like, God, why are you highlighting this so much in my life paired with being a growth group leader for these girls and having moms come to me, you know, one morning I just sat, I had actually, I do a 24 hour away with God wow. where I go off, stay in a hotel by myself no technology. I just have my Bible and my journal and I pray for 24 hours. And in this revelation, 
you know, he told me you're going to start this ministry to help moms because I love these girls and they need to know who they are in my image. And you're going to help your, these moms do that. And so that's where it started. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Did he just give you like that? What did you do with that download? Like what did he start like unpacking it with you? Like what started to happen? Cause I feel like that's, I, I feel the same way. Like you sound very much like me. I'm like, I'm going on all these retreats. I call them ministry occasions. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I like that. Right. I'm like no technology, none of the things. I'm like, yep. yes, you're my woman. Right. Like that's how I roll too. But yeah. like, I do feel like that's, I call them God downloads, right? Like you just get hit with something. You're like, oh yeah, that's like you and that's now. So like what started happening after he gave you this download? Well, I, I found a coach to help me understand and process like what I wrote pages and pages in my journal. Like I need to yeah. unload this and I just don't know how to do it. Amen to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so what do I do? get a coach like right exactly get a coach and (laughs) she guided me in 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 creating the course so it was my it was it's called rooted it was a course that I laid out just modules of what God wanted me to the areas areas that he wanted me to teach and what he wanted me to teach and so it was became a course and then that was in 2019, you know, and the pandemic hit, I took a personal hiatus for a year, started to question like, is this really what I need to be doing? And then podcasting was like, remember, I told you to podcast now is your time. And so I did podcasting and revamping everything that he has downloaded, cutting them into smaller bits so that it's digestible. But it's it's the original content of what he's given me and helping moms truly understand. It's it's funny because when I meet with moms and coach them one-on-one, they just tell me what's going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was that girl that you're worried about. And it gave me some insight and wisdom to share with moms about yes. not stressing out so much about the what if but more so on what can we do now that you feel this, you know, first it's like not your fault to control everything. And secondly, what can you do now? You know, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how long was that time period between like you're in this 24 hour, God gives you a download to podcasting and starting to share. How long was that? Oh goodness. So my original without the podcast and I just started doing live courses I did a beta, a beta type. So <laughs> I had my retreat in May, found my coach in August, started creating the course and my beta launch was m- March, the right. day everything shut down because of COVID. <laughs> what in the heck? Right? I was like, what the heck? oh my gosh. I know, but it didn't stop me from doing what, what we needed to do, right, to do. So I continued on and instead yeah. of everything being live, it became virtual, right? And and more passive uh, on demand. Yeah. And then that became the course for a while. And then I took my personal hiatus where I, I'm sure you've gone through this, where oh, I started yeah. to question, <laughs> question, are you sure this is what I'm like, supposed to Was that you, God? Like, yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is everything so hard? I don't yes. know if this is what I need to do. Yes. And I just literally stepped back for a whole year because I needed to hear. I needed yeah. to work more personally on me because I actually um, felt like there was some more work in me too. Totally. And that because there was some more work in me that I had no business trying to mentor somebody else in the same time. Right. And yes. so I took that year to do some more personal work on me, listen to God, really get real and raw with him. Um, not try to hide anything like I'm here. He already knows. <laughs> he already knows. He's just waiting for me to recognize that. Yeah. I want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know. That's it. Right. And so, and, and that's where the podcast came, came to birth. It was time. And it was time for me to stop making excuses for not having this podcast because I was scared or who do you think you are? Um, 
you know, it's because you have the story, you shouldn't be sharing, you know, listening to the enemy's voices to stop me. And that was also a cue for me to say that, no, you need to lean in even harder yes. because of that. So yes. yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I just feel like that's permission to somebody that's listening. Right. Like, I think we, and this is really true, right? God says in his word too, the end of a thing, it's far greater than the beginning. Like in the beginning, we're like, oh my God, we're super excited. And then we're like, you know, thinking it's happening tomorrow and then it's going right. to be like really successful and we're going to like have all these results, right? Which is human. And that's kind of what like social media preaches to us too. So we yep. get super excited. We go like full bleed, like, you know, we're just like running like a racehorse out into the future. But then it's like, we come to a halt because it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this only works with God. And if we're not, truly in tune with him or if there's still work that we need to do which is wisdom right not people right. not many do what you just did where you actually pull back and have the wisdom to heal and that is a part of the process right because i believe you can't really minister without god's heart and if your heart is still like processing pain or dealing with some stuff like again who are you to minister when your heart is sick truth and that is the truth that is the truth you're not allowing god to heal you yourself yeah. like where's your voice coming from? You know? Right. So I totally right. truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, what are you giving them? Like, it's not really the authentic expression of God to somebody. It's kind of like your best advice. And like, that's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like that actually won't bless somebody. You know what I mean? No, so I it, love it that you're sharing this and exposing <laughs> it. Cause I think sometimes like that is why it's not working. You know what I mean? That's sort of the answer to that question that you had was like, why is that not working? Is this what I'm yep. supposed to be doing? And it's not like God ever told you, no, he's like, yep. Yes, but do you know what I mean? Like we need to do some work here on the side before you can go full speed ahead. And then he told you now is when we run. Yes. Right? And Which is yes. why you were able to like hit the enemy harder too, because you're like, no, God told me to run. He didn't tell me to listen to you. Yes. He told me to run. Like, so I love, cause I'm like that too. I'm like, oh, if the enemy's coming at me, what's up? You know what I mean? I'm like, exactly. what's I'm working on? Cause I'm ready to go harder, which I love yes. that you had that, but you can't do that for the record when you're in that weak place or a vulnerable place. Right. Right. When, when you're triggered easily and you haven't resolved it because you haven't really sat in, in with Christ in this and allow him to heal and process it with you. Yeah. When you're triggered very easily, that's a cue to know that I think I'm moving ahead. You know, I, I think I, God's with me, but I think he's like, uh, you need to slow down there, girl. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hold up. He's like, I'm walking. I'm not running right. anymore. <laughs> Right. Let's, let's unpack this a little. I know you don't want to unpack it, but we're going to unpack it. <laughs> I love right. that. Yeah. So what, what is something like, what is the favorite part about the work that you get to do now? And what are some steps that someone can take to help their daughter own her value? Like, what does that mean? Like, cause this is kind of like, to me, when the world says like, own your worth, you're like, yeah, duh. Like I get it. But like, how though? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> if you've never had somebody model that for you, and if you've never been trained up in the way that you should go, like, how in the heck do you even know how to own your worth, let alone your value? You don't even know how valuable you are yet. Right, exactly. Like, own it or protect it. Like, you don't know. So I'm just curious, like, what do you love about what you do today? And then what are some tips that you have to help really help a daughter own her value? True. You know, I, what I really love is being able to work with moms and giving them the permission to be okay with things being ugly and yeah. things being messy, you know, and, and I know, and I'm guilty of it, right? We have this picture of, I can't wait till she's a teenager so we can do all the things, right? But we also forget that in teen season, it's this tumultuous season where they're either really sweet. And then one second, they're like, leave me alone, because I'm trying to gain my own, own independence. Yeah. And sometimes they just don't communicate it very well. And as moms, we take it to heart, it's like a knife in the heart, like, what did I do to deserve this? And I've worked with many moms that have asked themselves, what did I do to deserve this? And I want moms to understand and hear this and give themselves permission that you didn't do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You love them. If you know wholeheartedly, you have loved them unconditionally. You yeah. didn't do anything. This is the season and yeah. it's okay. Right. It's a beautiful season. We can look at it as something beautiful. Just going back to my own story of how God leaves us breadcrumbs. Right. Yeah. And when we go off the path, we're like, choo, choo, choo. he's, he just scoots us back in with consequences, with uh -huh. refinement. 
right? And mama, <laughs> mama. <laughs> and if if you truly believe that that's what God has done for you, then you know He'll do that for her. Yeah, right? He'll do that for her. One thing when I was raising my son, because my son's son's just like me, very strong willed. I heard many times in prayer, like praying while we're driving him to high school, like, Lord, please watch over him, you know, make, help him make good choices, help him know his value. And I heard distinctly in my head, God say, then move out of the way. Let me, let me do that. And I was like, oh. you know, the moment I heard that it actually gave me peace at the same time, but also that little, eh, <laughs> you know, you mean though? <laughs> yeah, like it's like, oh, I was in the way, right? And it's it's this verse, you know, Galatians 5 1, it is freedom that Christ has set us free. Uh, Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. We can enslave ourselves because we think we need to be that mom. Yeah. Right? We can enslave ourselves because we think we need to be that mom. We don't. We live in the freedom of Christ. Christ has done the work for us. Yes. And we can stand firm in that belief and know that what we're doing is our best paired with Christ that yes. we can do. You know, God can do supernatural things in your daughter to yes. repair that relationship that that you feel that is lacking or even just give her the truth, you know, the truth that who she is based regardless of what outside world tells her that it's set in there. There's a seed in there. And even yeah. in, in times, right. That she may waver because we do too. Yeah. Uh, and doubt like who we are. If you mama know who you are in Christ and who you belong to and whose you are, then, you know, confident, you can be that confident wise counsel to your daughter and remind her who she is right because it's in her it's within her it just needs to be awakened in times of doubt right yeah, yeah. i'm sensing too in knowing that you become like a safe place for her and sometimes like again because like a teenager you can run hot or cold in like 30 seconds do you know what i mean like hear that <laughs> like really right so it's kind of like i just need somebody where i can do that and they're not going to freak out or i can do yeah. that and they're not going to make it about them or i can do that right. and, like my meltdown isn't going to be in the world or i'm not going to be punished or i can just be like seen and have a moment and like yep. almost have it modeled to me what to do in that moment because like a teenager right. is like trying to process like who the heck they are how to like handle all these emotions that are like coming up like all at the same time there's like no new like hormones and all the stuff and they're supposed to know who they are is kind of what the world yeah. tells them, like what they're going to go like major in, in their life. And it's like, I don't even know what I like. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they don't because they're discovering, they're discovering who they are in this yes. big world. They suddenly are noticing. Right. So as a mom, what I've done with my own daughter was when she, so I, I, I use this analogy of a roller coaster. Teenagehood is a roller coaster. Huh. It, there's loops to loops, there's up and downs, and it just goes crazy. Yeah. And you're the mom that refuses to ride the roller coaster. You're the one that stands right there. And when she gets off, you're right there. The ground is level. You just watch her go crazy. And yeah. you're still, you're not riding the ride with her. She's up you're not, right now. She's got about three more spins. Like true and it's and and if you're confident in knowing that that's just going to happen yes. and not ride that roller coaster you'll be fine yes. my daughter just like a few weeks ago started crying she was in ohio last weekend she had one more week of ball she's a ballerina she's like i want to go home i'm done i i don't have any friends i don't want to be here all my friends just left um i don't want to stay for this extra week you know and I could easily go there and be like, okay, we're grabbing you. I know you're sad. I, I I don't want this for you. You're hurting. But instead I just let her feel. So yeah. a lot of times we can, and I, this is how I grew up is yeah. try to mask the feeling, not acknowledge that I'm hurt. I'm sad. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. And just kind of cover that and say, you know, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, you know, but instead sit in the emotions that your daughter is feeling and get comfortable with it because it's very uncomfortable to have somebody feel those feelings. 
and to be able to sit there. But if you know that just simply by observing your daughter, what her tendencies are to express feeling, because it's a healthy thing to express feelings instead of bottle them up, right? God gave us feelings and emotions. We just need to know how to help them identify them and allow them to feel them in the moment and sit there and be willing to just give her the space to do that. So good. It's so good. And it's, it's teaching her that like, it's okay. Like this happens, but like, here's what we do when this happens. Like emotions aren't bad. They're actually very good to be able to like understand and like, it's self-soothing, right? Like instead of having like bully inside of you or this like mean person that's constantly like beating you down and beating you up. Right. Which is probably what she's hearing in ballet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Like do this, do that. It's like, yes. Right. Like, so it's like the core emotion for that whole time was just like defeat. Yes. So like literally in that moment, like she just need to let it out and then be encouraged. Yes. Which is probably what you did. (laughs) Yeah. Just let it out. And most times, because we've done this over and over and over, she can self-soothe herself. She can figure out, like, I don't even have to have the answers for her anymore. Yeah. All all I need to say is, you know, I love you and I'll give her a hug. This was over FaceTime. Couldn't give her a hug, but I did say, I love you, you know, and that was it. And, and, and next day she was like, I'm good. You know, I, I, I needed to feel what I needed to feel. I was just frustrated. It wasn't the end of the world. I'm okay. I'm not going back home. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But I love, so this is tying what you said together. It's like, okay, here's a mess. Right. And a mess is usually either like mental or emotional. It's kind of yes. what, I'm from what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> like my and thoughts yes. are everywhere. And then I'm saying all yep. these crazy things. So my thoughts are everywhere. And then my feelings yes. are just like, Bleh, you know what I mean? Yep. Which is weird. You're like, what is happening? But you're like, oh, yeah, this is a roller coaster. This is fine. Like we, we end this ride eventually. Right. Yes. Let it ride. Right. Which is what you're doing. And just like being present without running mm-hmm. away, without like making what she's saying true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then, like, if you can just sit in it, the truth surfaces eventually. Yep. Right. Like all of the yep. noise, all of the fear, all the doubt, all the insecurity, the overwhelm, whatever the stressors are, like they start falling away, and the truth bubbles up. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. So if you don't run, it's like it's not like you were like figuring out how to like book flights and like you know what I mean, like get on her bandwagon and like get in right. there. The mess gets bigger. Right. It explodes when you get in there with it. It do, if you feed into the panic, the panic, it's like fueling the fire and yes. they in and unintentionally are telling you, I need you to be my grounded person. I need you to be the calm one, because yeah. if you're calm and know you're not fretting over whatever I'm fretting, then yeah. I know everything's going to be okay. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And and, it. Like, it's not even what you say. Like they sent it on you. Like they feel, yes, your they feel your peace. They feel like you're okay. Like, yes. oh, she's not freaking out. Why am I freaking out? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) exactly, exactly. It's, and it's easy for her to believe it for herself when you show that you believe it. Yeah. You know, you believe, you believe everything's going to be okay. And she'll see that on you and she'll believe everything's okay for herself, you know, and that's a forming of identity and value. She's valuable enough to feel the feelings, but also know that someone's rooting for her and and is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel exploring, you know, yeah, like giving, giving somebody belief is the greatest gift that you can give them, like legitimately believing in them. So like, just imagine if that played out differently and you believed her fear or you were fearful for her, what would that have done? Right. Right? But instead when you like actually hold belief for somebody and what's possible for them and you don't waver in that, which is why I feel like it's so important to like be hearing from God on like what that person's vision or purpose or whatever, like what he's doing in their life. And then you're like, okay, we're going to hold on to this even when she doesn't believe it. And then she'll start to believe it. Yes. Hanging on to it. I feel like it's so powerful. It's like, it's one thing to love somebody, but if you can actually really, really believe in them from the core of your being that changes them. Yep. It does. It really does. Exactly. And it, it really, and it comes from like, looking at yourself, I mean, giving advice to mamas of how do I help my, my daughter find her own value, know her own value and actually believe it. It's really, it stems on you, right? Like, do you believe in your own value? Do you believe what God says? I have you, how, how is your relationship with Christ? Yes. 
that you have this foundation, right? This foundation that you've built on that honestly, your daughter is borrowing from until she starts to form her own relationship with Christ, right? It, this is the formative years and they will question their faith with, with God. You know, they'll question whether he's real, if you know, everything, everything about what they grew up on, because again, the teen stage is a time where their eyes open more to the world and all these influences. Like we're competing with so much friends, social media, everything that what the world says about who they are. And the goal mama is really, how can we make and continue to make God number one, be the number one voice in their life. Right. And it starts with us. It starts with us. Am I, does she see me in the word every day? Does she see me journaling and journaling about prayers, things I'm grateful for? Do I live a life firm on what God's word has, has said or am I wavering too? Am I like fearless? Like, of course we're imperfect, right? But does she see more of God's voice in my life overpowering some of the influences that I see in social media, right? Because as a girl is exploring who she is in this world, voices like my own story as a 13 year old, like friends and boys become more important than the voices that she's grown up with, that can include God's voice, include family voice. And if we're consistent in our own life, regardless, like the roller coaster that they're going to go through their teen years, they can go back. And even if they don't act like it, they don't say anything, they don't even say thank you. They will go back and look at you and how you lived your life. Yes. Right. And, and if this can happen for my mom, this surely can happen for me, right? Totally. Right. And can I can I give you another one about how yeah. um yeah. I've helped my daughter yeah. her value and is, launch her into <laughs> launch her to be this ballet dancer yes. training yes. <laughs> uh really it's because as from a very young age, it's really truly I believing that God has made us uniquely, right? We all have unique talents. And mama, if we have our own desires that we can put like unintentionally put onto our girls and that can, can cause, that can cause confusion because if we can truly step back and observe who they are, what their disposition is, what they're really talented in, then we can kind of foster that, not our own ideas of what we want for them. You know, my mom wanted me to be an engineer. Didn't happen. I became a teacher, but that confusion and that wanting to live for my mom's desires was not what God wanted for me. And that can cause confusion in who, you know, she is, her value and what she's going to contribute. But if we can help our daughters align by first observing and seeing, gosh, what are you naturally good at? What makes you happy? And that's all in conversation. We don't get that unless we're actually talking to them, observing them, asking the questions and genuinely being curious about who they are, not what agenda we're trying to bring to them. Right. Yeah. And and if we're clear with that, we can help foster on the outskirts opportunities for them to grow in that way. Right. For my daughter, it was always dance. um, But we use dance as a vehicle to shape her character. Right. She is not a ballet dancer. She just happens to be good at ballet, right? Yes. But who she is, is she's this kind, generous, you know, beautiful, uniquely talented girl that has these gifts not to hold on to, but to share. Yeah. And if she knows that as mom, you constantly speak that into her life, then any other influence that could be a strong voice you constantly are like reminding her of who she yeah. is. Like you were talking about the truth will sift up. Yes. One thing I've, I've asked, especially when it comes to like, you know, girls can be mean yeah. junior high, high school, yeah. you know, you have the yeah. mean girls that it's just very emotional and mental, right? Yes. They can say things under, under the rug and not really, it's very manipulative. I should say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And my, my daughter had a couple of those. And one thing that I've always asked, is it true or is it a lie? 
is it true or is it a lie? What are you choosing to believe, right? And to let her sit in the moment, it could all be true. She probably feels like it is, but again, you give it time and, you know, as, as we're strong in war, in the word, you know, we're able to kind of use that to help her discover what the truth is in whatever, anything that's trying to put her down. You know what I mean? So yeah. good. I love, what is it like for you? Like in this moment to be doing this work, knowing how far you've come from your 13 year old self. Oh gosh. You know, I feel like God is just so good and gracious. He never gives up. He never leaves us. I feel like it's comes, it comes full circle yes. because my story has taken a path that has shaped who I am now and has shaped my passion for teaching, for wanting to care for teen girls, for wanting to really serve the Lord and be a beacon for him and a voice for him that it's unbelievable. It's almost overwhelming that I'm simply like, I'm humbled by it and, and just wanting to move forward and doing the hard things. Even if it's fearful for me, I know it's something that, that he's calling me to do. Right. It's, it's really covering those voices and truly believing for myself, what my value is and the stories looking hindsight that has shaped who I am now. And it makes me believe even more of what he says, who I am, masterpiece, handmade, worthy, loved, his has a purpose. And the sooner our girls can see that. And I feel like that's what I was missing in my third, you know, growing up in my teens. And I think that's what changed for my, for me raising my daughter is that she's able to see that sooner, you know? Did that change your dynamic with your mom as well? Oh, yes, it has. It has. It's for a long time. I I blamed my parents for how I turned out and working with the things that God just stirs up in you that it's things I need to let go of and to be like, you know, God has always been there for you. This is the same God that has always been there for your parents. They didn't know what they don't know. And that's okay because you can't allow that story, my story, my 13-year-old self to continue if you don't change your relationship with your parents. Yeah. So good, right? Like that's the generational curse breaking thing, right? Like that was was like in the family that could have kept going had you not stopped and really like taken a look at this or even you described it as God kept bringing it up, but you noticed that, right? Like God keeps bringing this up. And then you ask why God, why are you bringing this up? Like, it's not random. You're bringing it up. So let me partner with you in that. Right. And what I love too, it's like, he's totally affirmed you in like all things. So even when we talk about like fivefold ministry, you're definitely a teacher, right? So not only in real life, but in like that aspect of ministry, you are too. And I think I know this was true in my story as well, but there's something to be said about when you're not really sure about like what your gifting is, your bigger purpose, your calling, and you're not like running fully in endurance in it yet, serve. Like yes. get to the church and serve. Like I promise you that's where he will activate whatever your ministry gifting is, right? Like whatever you're yes. supposed to do, whether that's pastoring and shepherding people where you're really activated in the prophetic in some kind of way. If you're going to be an evangelist, he will start like, stirring that up in you when you get into a space where you can kind of be deployed into it yes practice it because that's like unleashed it for you and then it all kind of came together after that you're like oh like I'm a teacher this group needs me these moms are like begging me for help yep. <laughs> I yep. apparently have the unique life curriculum that makes sense to for like <laughs> me to be the one right like clearly right. God has graced me to do this thing and it all just made sense and like that's a I believe that God loves congruence. Like he does love these full circle things. Like he's never, he never waits any of it. And he brings it all together and he does it. That's the exceedingly abundantly. Like he does it in a way that's far beyond what you even know to pray for, ask for, believe for, imagine. Like, he's just like, I got you. Like, watch how I just like tinker all these elements and make it work for you. And you just walk, you just walk this thing out. Like you can't figure it out. You just walk this thing out. And you write so beautifully in how you've shared this story. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. And, and it's true. Everything you've said, it's kind of 
Like, you know, you can spend your life running, running ahead or figuring out saying that you got this. It's just like raising your daughter. Like, I got this. I know what I want for her. I don't want the things that has happened to me to be and that can be a dangerous thing, too. Right. It's more like instead of asking, what do you not want for your daughter that has happened to you? It's what does God want for my daughter and how am I being used? Oh, that's how am I being used, right? How am I being used to love her, to guide her, right? And when you can look at it in that perspective, relationship changes. The ownership over her response or her action is no longer your responsibility because I think that's the huge uh, disconnect between daughters and mothers is taking responsibility for her actions when it's not. You know, it's the mom guilt of, oh, I didn't teach her that or, oh, I did I failed her because I taught her wrong or I wasn't a great role model. You know, it's not too late. You know, even me in my almost 50 years, I still, I have a great relationship with my mom. You know, it's not too late. So. Well, I just love too. It's like, how do you know you're the the best mom? Because you're their mom. (laughs) Because (laughs) you're their mom. Right. Like God shows you, like you have the unique mix of exactly what they're going to need. Right. And like, God trusts you, I think is another thing to really like get in there. Like he trusts you to sew into them. He trusts you to encourage them and pour into them and like affirm them. Like he's trusting you with that. And like, that's really beautiful when you think about that, like, Whoa, like he, he has faith in me too. Like the same faith that you're imparting into her, like he's got that for you to do that. Yes. Yes. I just love that. Right. And it's not too hard. I think we overthink things. We overthink things too hard. For sure. Sometimes I'm just like, well, I know your daughter's not your friend and you shouldn't be her friend just quite yet. But how would you approach your friend if you were having coffee? You know, the same type of respect and caution to words, not reactive, but truthful and loving. That's how you treat your daughter in this season. Right. But of course, there are some tighter boundaries. Right. You know, you just don't let them go off and do whatever they want. But yes exactly what you're saying that God trusts you to do it. <laughs> he trusts you and he'll give you the wisdom to do it. Right. But again, he'll that's give what you, the you keep saying, like, it's a walk, <laughs> not like a run or a sprint or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's truly like the day at a time, step at a time, moment at a time. He'll just keep feeding you. Exactly. Like, even when you were talking about like driving your car, it's like, God can give you exactly what to say, or he'll tell you like, keep your mouth shut. Or, you know what I mean? Like, he'll tell you what to be praying in that moment. Like he'll give you literally like moment by moment strategies when you're running with him. Yes. And so. I know I have, there's probably moms on here probably thinking like, cause I know I have moms like that, that are like, well, how do you know if he's talking to you? How do you know that's his voice? Yeah. It's like the, 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 the moments you pray, like it's, it's more, how often are you praying? How often are you praying that same prayer? Yeah. You know, how often are you believing that this prayer and the answers are going to come? And being aware of it. I think it's just the awareness of like stopping to slow down so that you can see the things, you know, sometimes he's subtle, sometimes he's straightforward. We just don't know, right? That's the mystery of God. But are we in a position of receiving what we've prayed for? Are we too busy praying and then moving forward without waiting for an answer? You know, that was a whole sermon right there. That part, right? Like literally. (laughs) (laughs) like are you in position like it's really the question like are you like literally still enough to see that God is answering your prayer right it might not even be in the way that you're like expecting him to do it but he's like constantly like he's faithful he is a hearer and an answer of prayer so he is constantly doing it like are you noticing that a lot of times we get discouraged because we're like I can't hear God he's not I'm like are you trying like, what are you doing to hear him? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you actually yeah. still enough where you could be a receiver of whatever he has to say to you? So yeah. I'm curious too for you. Like, what are you most excited about in this season now? What is God? Oh, gosh. So I actually am writing a course that's coming out in September, actually, like three weeks from now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I know like oh wait it's coming yeah it's I a four-week four course and it's specifically on creating um, open communication with your teen girls just moms have this desire to just you know they say I just want her to share with me I want her to just know that she can come to me about anything even if she thinks I'm going to get mad at her even if she thinks you know what she's going to say is something I don't want to hear 
And then another thing is like, how do I approach her without her like reacting or backlashing or, or going off on an emotional outburst. So that's what the course is about is just really, how do I openly and create communication with my daughter? And during this time of like a distinct, like breakaway from childhood to teenage. And all of a sudden she's not talking to me. Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. What did I do? <laughs> so good. Oh yeah. my gosh. And so here's a question too, before I want people to be able to connect with you. I ask this on every episode. People are like, huh, but I feel like you'll nail this. So essentially many, many years from now, when you're no longer on earth, right? You're with Jesus. You can't take all these beautiful things that you're creating with you. So you can't take the courses. You can't like, you can't leave it here. Right. But the only thing you can leave is a piece of advice that will change somebody's life. What would you tell them? Piece of advice that changed. Yeah. I know you asked this, asked this earlier. Now I feel the pressure, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Okay. And I think this comes from, if you know, Enneagrams, this comes from Enneagram three. Okay. That being in control is not really being in control. Like, okay, let me start that over. I think that a lot of times what we want in our life and we feel like we're giving the control to God is really us taking it back and doing it for ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And that true peace, true, true peace, the peace that God talks about the piece that Jesus talks about when he says, I leave you peace, my peace be with you, is that fully surrendering what's going on in your life, being authentically real. Like there is some shame of like bringing that up to the surface, but you know, the one person that can handle it is Jesus. He can handle it. And if you're the type of person that just can't, unravel even to the most closest person because it's just so raw and real that Jesus can do it release whatever it is that you feel like you can control or handle to him whether it be in a quiet moment I love to journal so I'll write or some people like to walk in nature and just talk yeah whatever it is that is where true peace comes from is to just let it out I know people say, you just need to be real, just be authentic. But being truly authentic in my experience from the past year of just being in this personal hiatus is really the ugly cry. The, I'm so mad. Why did you let this happen? The, I don't understand this. I just need, I really, truly need you. Yes. That's real. So real. Oh my gosh. So I have to... Jeannie, this has been amazing. And I'm just so honored that you're here and people get to experience the gift of you. Oh, I feel you. like it is stunning to see how you've gotten out of the way and allowed God to truly break control off of your life. I'm talking right from military to Catholic school to like all of the ways that you're wired. It is no easy thing to like work with God, to allow him to allow you to just truly embrace his grace, right? Like I feel such grace on you such joy on you, such a free way of being in your life. And it is phenomenal. I can just see how many women, they just encounter you and all Mm -hmm. the stuff they're facing, they instantly feel safe with you. And it just starts breaking off of them just because you carry that breakthrough now. And it's just amazing to see. I'm so excited for you. And I'm so grateful that you shared with us today. Oh, thank you so much. And you know, this, just this interview today also has blessed me with all the wisdom you have imparted and just kind of helping me really break down a little bit deeper, you know, where God plays in all of this and just coming full circle. I think I just, in this interview, realized, you know, this has come full circle. And I I am so blessed by that. I think that in in any interaction that we have with people, there's always something that God wants to leave talking about listening and our, to our prayers. There's always something that God leaves with us, you know, some piece of advice that we've prayed for. So thank you. You're welcome. How can people connect with you? Oh, go go to raisingherconfidently.com. Okay. And you can find me there. uh, And, or you can email me at hello at genievolomero.com and we can message directly. I promise I check emails. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Jeannie. It's been an honor to have you here. Thank you. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what 
are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.